We're going to be starting a brand new series this morning, and I am excited about it, okay? I, I don't know if you know me real well, but, but one thing I love to talk about is God's Word. Like, I get, I get jacked up. I get excited. It's hard because, like, like, here's the thing. Like, I've had people ask me about this before because when I first got here, um, I was a lot more mobile, let's put it that way, when I spoke. Uh, some people, they're laughing, know this. Um, and, and I would kind of move around quite a bit. I mean, it was not uncommon for me sometimes to be banging on that wall, uh, literally. Um, and, and, and I kind of, you know, like when we did the, started with the video, I had to be, I have a cage. I don't know, you, I know you don't know this, but I have a cage up here. Um, my cage is basically from this speaker to this speaker. Like if I go out of this speaker, not that the people online would care, because listen, I'm not all that much to look at, but I would go out of frame at that particular moment, and then all they would hear is a voice, not see a person. And so I have to kind of stay, and I can't really go down too far here, because then I get, you know, then it's just a floating head, you know. But I'm going to tell you right now, I'm excited to share about the word this morning. So if you're online and you lose me on accident, just I'm here, I'm fine. I'm not a floating head. Everything's great. I just, I, I'm, 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 I'm excited. I love God's word. And I love sharing about God's word. And so for the next several weeks, we're going to be talking about the word of God. I think this is so timely and so important. And here's the deal. Here's what I want you to do, okay? Here's, here's really what I want you to understand over the next couple of weeks. Like, I know there are some of you that right now you're going, I know about God's word, and I'm glad you do. I really am. But I want you to kind of put aside some of those things and open your heart, because I believe God is going to show you some brand new things about his word. I believe that God is going to give us a new hunger and a new desire and a new love for his word. And listen, here's why I think this is so important. I think if there was ever a time in the history of our planet where we need as Christians to once again literally fall in love with God's word, it is now. Because there are so many things and so many people that are shouting in so many different ways. And I'm going to tell you straight up. If you don't know what this word says, you're in trouble. You're in trouble. And it takes a, a hunger and a desire for this word. Because this word changes everything. This word will get you on the path and keep you on the path. This, this word will help you and lead you and guide you and direct you. This, this word will show you truth. This word will help you in every area of your life. You say, I want to be a better parent. It's in the word. You say, I want to be a better kid. It's in the word. You say, I want to be a better husband or better wife. It's in the word. I want to be a better boss. It's in the word. I want to be a better employee or student or teacher. It's in the word. We start here. It's so important. Let's pray. Father, we love you and we thank you. God, as we share these things, God, as you have placed these things on my heart, God, I pray that you would open our hearts to what you want to communicate to us. Father, we love you and we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So again, we're going to be starting a brand new series. It's titled The Word. It's going to be about a four or five week series. I'm not sure yet, but at least four weeks. And I'm very excited because what I believe what we're going to do throughout this series is we're going to look to the Word to tell us about the Word. We're going to allow the Word to speak about itself in some ways. And each week we're going to kind of look at a different uh, illustration or imagery that the Word gives us about itself to help us understand more. But listen, again, the goal of this series 
when all this is said and done and it's Easter or Palm Sunday, because that's about the time that this is going to end, what I'm hoping, what the goal of this is, is that every, every individual, whether they're here or online, has a new hunger and a new desire for God's word. It's so important. So important. You know, I don't know about you. Um, I'm a big sports guy, and um, I, I, we just fi- obviously finished the football season, and uh, it was a very exciting season, obviously. Um, but one thing that, that always now begins after all these things happen is we have what's called the free agency period, okay? And so during the free agency period, basically, uh, people are signed to do contracts, guys leave different teams and all these sort of things. And, and, I, and, and we've had kind of this new thing that's kind of come about, I would say new, I don't know, maybe the last 20 or so years, where basically we have these reporters who are trying to figure out who's going to what team. You know, what, what contract are they going to sign? Is this player going to stay in this team? Or is this player going to go over here? And all these things begin to happen. And there's certain guys that you trust a little bit more uh, when they say, hey, I'm hearing this or I'm hearing that. But what always tends to happen is at some point in time, and it's usually on Twitter, of course, basically there's somebody that'll come out and they'll go, breaking news or something like that, this player to this team for this amount of money. And that's what you get. You know, and, and so you, you kind of pay it, oh, wow, well, that's what this guy says, and is this going to happen? And then tick, what's interesting as well is after it's really confirmed, other people will, will kind of tweet the same thing. Oh, yes, this guy is going here. And they always put something on there that's very interesting. At the end of their tweet, they say, first reported by. First reported by, or first, first communicated by this individual. So you see that a lot. But also during this time of year, you see something else. You see guys that are basically tweeting, this guy goes here for this amount of money, and it doesn't necessarily work out. They're wrong. And it's very interesting in our world today, because what I've found, especially like in this area, but in lots of other areas in our world, especially with the news or different ideas, it's not so much about being correct as as much as it is being first. We want to be first. That's the biggest part of this. And so because we have a desire in our society to not be correct, not be accurate, not to be truthful even, but to be first, we live in a world that is not necessarily a very truthful world. It's not a world that basically we can trust in and lean on and hold on to in a lot of ways. Now, there may be people that in that illustration, you know, you listen to more than others. There's people that maybe have shown themselves to be correct over a period of years or things of that nature. But what I've learned is this, none of them have been 100% correct. And so as I'm watching for my team, maybe you're watching for your team or whatever it might be, and we're sitting there going, oh, is this person going to leave or is this person going to go? We have to usually take some things with a grain of salt because we really don't always know what the truth really is. Unfortunately, a lot of that has kind of seeped into our culture and, and seeped in, unfortunately, into the church. We don't know if we have something that we can rely on. We don't know if we have something that is truth that we can really build our lives on. Listen, I'm going to tell you right now without any hesitation, without any moment of pause at all, that the word of God is truth. You can build your life upon it. You can trust it. It's trustworthy because the God who wrote it is faithful and true. And we can hold on to that. And so many areas in our lives, we, we kind of, can, can, we, can we cling to this? Can we hold on to this? Is this true or not? And God's word is truth. 
And listen, if we can accept that and allow that to change us and guide us, it'll change every area and every aspect of our life. Listen, I want you to get this. It's in your notes. But I want you to know how we see the Bible here at this church. Because I will say this, and this, is, this, this hurts my heart, that I don't know if, if every church I've ever been in would believe these things. And I want you to know where we stand. I want you to know where we stand. It's in your notes. So the Bible is God's word to us. It was recorded by human authors under the supernatural direction of the Holy Spirit. It is the supreme source of truth and our rule of faith and conduct. Because it is inspired by God, it is truth without any mixture of error. We believe God's word is something that we can stand on. We believe that God's word is something that you can build your life upon. We believe it's something that you can use as a tool to help you in every area of your life. Look at 2 Timothy 3, 16 through 17. It says, all scripture, all scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. Listen, what equips us? What equips you to do the things that God's called you to do? It's his word. If we are not consuming his word, if we're not in his word, if we're not allowing it to teach us, rebuke us, correct us, and train us in righteousness, we're going to find that we're not going to be equipped to do the works of God that God's called us to do. And listen, we need to be about our father's business. We need to be a part of what he wants to do. He has a, a plan and a purpose for every single one of us. And he has great things in store for you. Don't listen to the lies of the enemy that say, oh, you, you can't do that. You, you can't do this. No, you can be equipped to do the things that God has called you to do. But listen, to be equipped, you have to be in his word. You have to be trained to be ready for what God has for you. Psalms 18.30 says this, As for God, His way is perfect. I love this. The Lord's word is flawless. Flawless. He shields all who take refuge in Him. That word flawless, when you really break it down in the Hebrew, really what it's basically saying in real simple terms, it means without error. God's word is without error. It's flawless. You say, Aaron, why do you get so excited about God's word? There's lots of reasons. But you know what I found, okay? Listen, hear me here. You know what I found? It is easy to love something that is perfect. You get it? Like, listen, my wife, as sweet as she is, and, and she loves me. Sometimes I wonder why, because I'm stupid sometimes. She loves me, and I am not in any way, shape, or form flawless or without error. But she chooses to love me. She makes, listen, but you know what? It's easy to love something that's perfect. It's easy to go, you know what? This is never going to let me down. You know what? I can trust in this and know this is true. It's easy to fall in love with something that's perfect, and God's love, or God, excuse me, God's word is perfect perfect and you can trust it 
And so over the next several weeks, knowing this, knowing the perfection that is God's word, knowing that this is something that we can lean on and trust. And, and, and just, and just here, here, before I even get into this, I want to tell you something else. There may be some of you either online or here who say, you know what, Aaron, I, I don't know about that. You know, I don't know if, like, I, I, I like God's word, and, and I think, you know, but, you know, I, I don't know about this perfection thing. I don't know about this flawless thing. I don't know about that. Like, I've heard some stuff from people sometimes. You know, that's okay. That's okay. My prayer and my hope and my desire is that as we go through these things, you'll begin to see God's word for the way it really, truly is. And you'll begin to say, you know what? I do believe in this. I do believe that this is a perfect, inspired word of God. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. Because of this, because of the perfection of God's word, we're going to, over the next couple of weeks, we're going to allow it to do a couple of things in our hearts and in our lives. Okay? Each week we're going to look at something different. This morning we're going to look at this. God's word is perfect, so you can trust it to guide you. You can trust it to guide you because God's word is perfect. Listen, listen, I would not say you need to trust in something that, and, and let it guide you if it wasn't perfect. But I would say to you, you can trust in this to guide you. You can let it guide you. Look at this. I know it's a verse we've heard over and over and over again, but let's look at it and let's expound on it a little bit. Psalms 119, 105. This is what it says. Your word is a lamp. To guide my feet and a light for my path. Most of you know this, some of you may not. You're going to know it now. Psalms 119 is the longest chapter in the Bible. It goes on and on and on. And do you know what Psalms 119 is mostly all about? God's Word. The longest chapter in the Word is pretty much all about the Word. It's like God would say to us today, hey, this matters, folks. Hey, this is kind of important. And he says, he says, your word is a lamp to guide my feet and a light for my path. When this was written, we have to understand the context here. We have to understand what, because for us in our earthly mind, or not earthly mind, in our Western American minds, like a lamp is something that, you know, can be really, really ugly on an end table, okay? That's not what this is about, Okay, most of the time when you talk about lamps, when you kind of go back to the word that they use, it's not the word that's kind of used for like a torch. It's not the word that's used for like a bonfire. It is actually a very small, itty-bitty lamp that they could basically hold in one hand. Other times that you see the word used in the New Testament, it's when the virgins, when they had their lamps, you remember that story Jesus tells about the foolish virgins and the, the wise ones, and they lose the oil in their lamps? Basically, and that's kind of the same idea, and they would take those and actually put them on poles and let them kind of hang down, and they kind of walk around like with that. But this word is kind of this idea of a very, very small, almost like a desk lamp at the time. It's not large, it can't produce a lot of light, but it's just enough so that you can basically see the feet in front of you as you move forward. So this picture here, I kind of give you this idea. Imagine me holding one of these clay lamps in my hands or basically maybe kind of hanging it like this and I'm using it to simply help me keep moving forward. 
It doesn't say here that God's word is like a, you know, like a, like a spotlight. It doesn't say that God's word is like a, you know, like, like a torch or something that illuminates a much larger area. It is literally something that can help you as you walk a path, taking every step. You know what I found in my life at times when I get out of God's word? It, exactly when that happens is exactly when I stop moving forward in my relationship with Jesus. You see, the word illuminates things, but it doesn't necessarily always illuminate the entire room. Now, there are times where God will bring forth that, that, that revelation through his word, and it's like, man, seriously, it's like somebody turns on a, a light in a dark room, and you're like almost blinded by it. But we can trust it to guide us every single step we take. But if we're not using the lamp, if we're not using God's word to do that, listen, you're going to get lost, and you're going to get lost real quick. Okay? Because again, this isn't, this isn't a boom, all the lights turn on and you can see the whole room. It's using it and God building in us trust and helping us understand that every step we're walking with him. And so when God says turn right, we can turn and go right. Here's what I believe has happened in our world and unfortunately in our churches. We've stopped believing the truth that God's word can guide us. And listen, it breaks my heart. There are some very famous, and I'm not going to get into it today because that's, they'll, they'll, God will deal with it. Who is standing up in pulpits today and they're saying, I don't know if we can trust the word of God. And I'm telling you right now, you could trust it to guide you. And here's what I've learned. Sometimes when you allow God's word to lead you, it may take you to places that you are uncomfortable being. It may take you to areas that are not, in our culture today, not popular. Or we think that, you know, God, that your, your word here is a little harsh. Or your word here doesn't sound good. Or you know what, your word here isn't good enough. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to help you out, God. I'm going to say, you know, I don't know if this really is what God meant. And that's pretty clear it's what God meant. I don't know if I really believe this. Or is this really what, yeah, yeah, it really is. And when we do that, what we've basically done, hear me here, is we've taken our lamp, we've thrown it away, and now we're wandering around in darkness. And it's amazing that we are shocked that we're bumping into things and bumping into people. Jesus talked about this several times in the New Testament. He talked about this idea of the blind leading the blind. And he said when that happens, they both end up in a pit. Listen, I do not want you, I do not want me, I do not want our church end up into a pit. I want us to use God's word to lead us and guide us and direct us. And here it is, because it's perfect, we can trust that. Because it's perfect, we can know that God, as I walk with you, you'll continue to illuminate. You'll continue to show me those things. And it's so important. But how do we do that? You know, this morning it's real simple. It's going to be really kind of a basic. Really, in a lot of ways, this morning we're kind of laying the groundwork for the rest of the series. But, but I also wanted to say, you know, how, how do we do that? Like, we've heard that verse a lot. You know, it's, okay, I get it. God, guide me. God, God's word is a lamp. I get it, I get it, I get it, Aaron. But what, what, how, do I, how do I do that? 
How do I make that a reality in my life? Well, this morning, I want to give you four things. I want to give you four responsibilities for us to engage in so that we can allow the word to guide us, okay? So that we can allow the word to actually be that lamp that it calls itself. And here's the deal. If we can do these four things, and these are our responsibilities. These are things that we have to decide to do. But I believe if we can do these four things, we can continue to walk in the light that the lamp and the word of God produces in our hearts and in our lives. But we got to do this. If we don't, listen, listen. If we don't, we're going to be wandering around in some darkness. And listen, I don't know about you, but when I look around in our world today... I see a lot of darkness that needs some light, okay? I'm not, I'm not here to shout at the darkness. I'm not here to say how bad the darkness is because that that's, that's shouldn't be surprising, folks. It's darkness. What I want us to do is to get into the Word so that we can begin to bring forth light into the darkness, Okay, because here's what's going to happen. Here's what I truly believe God wants us to do. Remember the whole idea of us got our little lamp and we're walking around, okay? Well, guess what's going to happen? I believe God through the Holy Spirit is going to lead us. And guess who we're going to bump into? Somebody wandering around in the dark. We're going to say, hey, look, I got, I got some light here. And they're going to go, well, I, what do you mean? It's like, well, God's word is saying this. God's word says that. God's word is truth and we can rely on it. Listen, get some light so you can see where you're going. And guess what happens? God moves in their heart. God saves their soul. God gets them in the word. Then they got their little lamp and then they're going on their little way. And it just goes on and on and on. It's about moving our light into the darkness and piercing the darkness. So how do we do that? How do we start that process? Well, like I said, four things. The first one, you got to love it. You got to love God's word. Don't, listen, listen, too many of us, hear me here, too many of us like God's word and too many of us date God's word. And we don't date it exclusively. Okay, this is a very, like, like we, we kind of date God's word. Oh, God, I like, here, here's what we do. Okay, here's what happens. Ready? So we, we, we say, you know what? I think, you know, I'm, I, 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 I listen to, to Pastor Aaron yell and, and, and go on about God's word. I'm going to go home. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read God's word. You know, you get your Bible out, <sighs> you know, get it all cleaned off or get your phone, whatever works. You know, I don't know. Maybe I'm old school. I, I will phrase that. I know I'm old school. But I like and listen, I use my phone all the time for God's word. There's nothing wrong with that. Please, please, please don't. But you know what? It's like, there's something like onion pages. You know, it's like smelling a ball glove. It's just something like just, mm. I like turning the pages. And so you get home and you go, oh, yeah, that does sound kind of nice. You know, you get your Bible out and you begin to read it and you, you go, oh, I like that. I like this part. You know what? I'm, I'm going to date this part of God's word for a little while. I'm going to focus in on it. I'm going to love on it. I'm going to, mm, I, love, I love that mercy's part. Isn't that just beautiful, that grace? Oh, it's making me, I got, I got goosebumps. But then you turn the next day and then you get and you go, oh, wow, you know, this, uh, you know, this stuff about, you know, bearing fruit um, uh, in the vine. I'm, I'm supposed to stay, well, but you know, God, I don't know if I want to stay in the vine. I, 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 you know, God, I think I'm going to break up with your word. I, I don't know if this is, I don't know if this is the right, God, it's not you, it's me. I don't know if this is the right, you know, situation for me. And we date God's word. You, you, listen, you can't love that way because it's not really love. It's got to be deeper. 
It's there's a connection there. There's something much more that God wants to do in your heart and in your life. But it takes a love of God's word. Look at Psalms. Once again, we're going to be in Psalms 119 a lot. Psalms 119, uh, 97. This is what it says. Listen to what he says. Oh, how I love your instructions. Exclamation point. I think about them all day long. I mean, it's almost like a cheesy, you know, romantic comedy. You know, and here it is, the, the girl, the guy, and they're just, they're just sitting there just thinking about God's word. I just love it. I just love it. Do you love God's word? I know, it, I know it's kind of weird to put it that way, but is it a desire of your heart? Is it something that you look forward to being in? It's more than just something that you do and check off the box. It's something that you just love. You, uh, another way to put this, another translation says, I meditate on it all day long. I think about it all the time. Look at Psalms 119. 103 to 104, it says, how sweet your words taste to me. They are sweeter than honey. Your commandments give me understanding. Listen, no wonder I hate every false way of life. I mean, this is, this is deep. This isn't, this isn't kind of like, I kind of like you, sort of kind of like you, circle if you like me on the note kind of stuff. This is a deep love for God's word. You go, Aaron, why is that so important? Listen, it's in your notes. I want you to get this. Listen, it says God wants us to fall in love with the written word of God because it points to the actual word of God, Jesus himself. You want to have a deeper, more intimate love relationship with Jesus? That's something, by the way, that we should all desire. You know a great way to do that? Get in God's word. Get into his word. You'll learn more about who he is and what he has done, how much he loves you, how much he has great plans in store for you. But it's here in God's word. And Jesus wants to communicate that to you in a powerful way, in an intimate way, in a way that changes your heart and in your life for him. So to let it guide you, you got to love it. you got to love it. Number two, this is going to sound weird. you got to eat it. You got to eat it. Like, I, like I, sometimes I put these blanks on the notes and I try to be like, okay, I know how you all work. You know, like you're going to guess like what the, I thought no one would get this one unless they turned to Jeremiah. Okay. So if you cheated, that's fine. But I don't think most of you got this. But look at this. Jeremiah 15, 16. This is what it says. It says, when your words came, I ate them. And listen, they were my joy and my heart's delight. For I bear your name, Lord God Almighty. Okay, what is, what is Jeremiah saying here? What am I trying to say here? What do you mean, eat God's words? What I mean is this. We allow God's words, we consume them. Okay? Listen, if you want God's word to guide you, okay, hear me here, okay? There needs to be more to your Bible reading than simply I check off what I read today. Okay? There needs to be some chewing on those things that God wants to do in your heart and in your life. Okay? There needs to be some consumption there. Not, not. Done. Okay, great. What'd you read? 
What did God speak to you when you read it? I, I did it, though. There's more. There's some depth. There's so much depth. And hear me. Listen, I'm, I'm going to tell you this. I've told you this before. If you don't have a good, and listen, if you don't know one, let me know. I'll, I got plenty that I can show you uh, what to look for. I can give you examples that you can get. If you don't have a good study Bible, it can be whatever translation you like. Okay? They have ESV, NIV, NLT. I mean, you, you name the translation, they got study Bibles. Look for it. Get a study Bible. Okay? And study it. Consume it. When Jesus said this, why does that matter? Why did he say it now? What's the context of what he's saying? Why, why did Jesus bring it up when he was in this location? Why didn't he say it when he was in Jerusalem? Why did he say it when he was in Capernaum? Well, guess what? There's reasons. But to get to them, we have to consume it. We have to chew it. One of the things that I enjoy doing, enjoy one of my favorite foods in the entire world probably, is what I call Kansas City Barbecue. That's different from barbecue from Texas or, or Memphis or wherever you might go. Okay, it's, it's different. It just is. Different wood, different sauce. It's just, and I'm not going to get an argument which is better. God knows and God agrees with me. Okay, so that's how we're going. Okay. <laughs> get somebody throwing something at me real quick. And, and I don't get it very often because obviously it's in Kansas City. But when I go home and visit and I get Kansas City barbecue, we always go to the same place and I get it. And, and I know this sounds stupid and weird. But I always wait for that last bite. And my wife will attest to this, and it's weird because it embarrasses her, I'm sure. I savor that last bite. Like, I put it in my mouth, and I, I take some time to chew. I'm trying to get all the flavor from the meat and the wood and the sauce and just... It's a savoring thing. That's what God's Word is. He wants for you. When, he said, when I say eat it, when, when Jeremiah said, I eat it and I delight and they're my joy, that is what he is saying. But here's the deal. Here's the deal. God's word is so much greater than just something that is sustaining us. It is, it sustains us. But listen, you know what? It, all, it also has this sweetness to it. That is just awesome. Like I know we talk about, you know, do you like sweet things? Do you like savory things? Do you like things like that? And listen, I, you know, Easton's at home. And one of the things that he likes to do is he wants to eat his dinner as quickly as possible and get as much in as possible so then he can go get his dessert. And his dessert, listen, hear me, is gray and fine and dandy. But you know what? It's not going to sustain him. It's, it's sweet, it's satisfying, it's, mm, that tastes so good. But listen, if that's all he ate, it wouldn't be enough. What makes God's word so important and so special and why we need to eat it in this way is, listen, it's in your notes, God's word is both sustaining and satisfying. Some of us, we look at God's word and we see it as satisfying, but we don't look at it as sustaining. And others, we look at it as sustaining, but not satisfying. God's word is both. It's both for us. It helps us to grow. It helps us to understand. But it's also, as God's word says, it's about sweetness. It's about, there's such a sweetness in God's word. It's both. And listen, 
if you just look at it as one or the other, you're going to miss some really, really important stuff. And listen, we talk about this a lot. Do not listen to the lie of the enemy. This says, you know, I'm, I'm sorry, man. You, you, can't, you can't really consume God's word because you don't really understand it enough. Don't listen to that nonsense. There, listen, listen, there may be stuff that you don't understand. Well, join the club. There's stuff I don't understand. But that doesn't mean that God doesn't want to speak to your heart and help you understand in a deeper way, in a more intimate way, in a more sustaining and satisfying way. Number three. This is an obvious one, but you got to apply it. You can't, you've got to apply it. Matthew 7, 24, Jesus says, Therefore, anyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who builds his house on the rock. Listen, you've got to put it into practice. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this because this is fairly simple and we talk about this a lot. But listen, it's not enough just to have the information it's got to be applied in your heart and in your life. It's got to be able to be used to help you understand who God is, what God wants, how God wants to lead you in your heart and in your life. Listen, I've said this before. Again, I'm not going to spend a lot of time here, but listen, it's in your notes. Information without application will never lead to transformation. I've said it before. It'll never lead to transformation. Listen, we've talked about this. There are certain things that God promises in his word. But listen, you're not, you're not going to get the blessing if you're not willing to fill, follow the, blue, the blueprint. Okay? You're not going to get the promise if you're not willing to follow the precepts. And a lot of us, we want to do that. We want to say, I, I, I understand, God, okay, you're going to do this. And you're going to, this is the promises that you gave me. But God, I'm not going to do my part. At that point... The promise is not going to come forth because it doesn't work that way. God says, listen, I got these promises. But you're going to have to be the one as well that partners with me to bring the promises to fruition. Don't forget the application. The last one, as we kind of close this out, devote yourself to it. Be devoted to God's word. What's that mean every day? Listen, some of you know this. There is, there is something so special about being in God's word every single day. Okay, and I'm going to be a little harsh with you, okay? Because I love you. Okay, I love you. You have time. You have time. You do. I've never met a human being on this planet that does not have time spend in God's word. What I have found is people that don't put God's word as a priority enough on their list and they run out of time. Okay? You have time to be in God's word. And listen, if, if you mess up, or not mess up, that's not even the right word. If you miss a day, okay, it's alright. Let's but get back on that horse. Let's spend more time in God's word. It's okay. You don't have, this is not about perfection. It's about persistence. It's about being devoted. Okay? It's about saying, you know what? I'm devoted to this. I'm going to let it help me and guide me. Look at Psalms 119. It's a great verse. 
Psalms 119, 9 through 11. It says, how can a young person stay on the path of purity? By living according to your word. Okay, and listen, that's not just about young people either. It says, 10, I seek you with all my heart. Do not let me stray from your commands. I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Listen, if we want to stay on the path that, that God has for us, we do that by staying in God's word. We do that by staying devoted to God's word. Now, let me help you out with something, okay? Let me, let me give you a, a very earthly something that we can understand. When Emily and I got married, okay, we stood up in front of a bunch of people. She looked gorgeous. I looked acceptable. It was great. And you know what we basically did? We, we did vows. We did rings. We did all these things. And all these words were said and spoken. But in a lot of ways, what I was saying and what she was saying is, I am devoted to you. And you know what's interesting about that devotion? In the whole ceremony, there was some like harsh words about this devotion. You go, what do you mean? Sickness? Well, no, 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 no. Health I can handle. I'll be devoted when everything's good. Poorer? No, 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 no. Wait, wait. I think we messed this up. I want to be devoted when everything's going right and when everything's good. But that's not what devotion is. That's not what we committed to. We said we're going to be devoted to each other no matter what. No matter what happens, we are going to do our best to be devoted to each other. In some ways, what God is wanting for you and me in re reference to his word is he wants us to be devoted to it. Say, you know what, Even if it's a good day or it's a bad day, I'm going to be devoted to God's word. Whether things are going great or things are not going so good, I'm going to be devoted to God's word because I know if I can stay on the path of God's word, he will lead me where I need to go. He will help guide me where I should be. He will let me walk where I'm supposed to walk. But we devote ourselves to it and, and we say, you know what, when it says stuff I don't understand, I'm devoted to it. When it says stuff that I think is maybe even harsh, I'm devoted to it. When it says things that are awesome, I'm devoted to it. Because it's my Father's words. For you and for me. And for some of us, we've kind of lost that devotion. Your devotion is basically when you come here on Sundays. You know, it's interesting that when I was a kid, and we still call it this, you know, we talk about your daily devotions. It's almost like people that came up with that had an alternative motive. It's a devotional life. It's something that we're devoted to. And one of the things that God desires for us to be devoted to is his word. We've got to love it. We've got to eat it. We've got to apply it. And we have to be devoted to it. And when we are doing those things, it guides us in unbelievable ways. I do not find it surprising at all 
at all. That when you look at our world and you look at our culture, you find a lot of people that are wandering around in a lot of ways in darkness. And I do not find it surprising at all that we see that more and more and more because in so many, many ways we have removed God's word as the ultimate supreme truth for our life. We have taken it out of our public places. We've taken it out of our homes. We've taken it out of our schools. And unfortunately, at times, we've also taken it out of our churches. And when that happens, we should not be surprised that there's a lot of darkness. But I'm here to encourage you this morning that when it's really, really dark, a very, very small light can produce a lot of light. You say, Aaron, I just have this little, little thing. I just have this little, little lamp. It's okay. Because that little lamp can really shine some light in a dark place. Jesus called us to be light. One of the ways that we can be that light and be light bearers is to know God's word. So that when we come to people that are walking in darkness, we can give them the light. I mean, how do we even know who Jesus is and what he did for you and for me? Because God's word tells us so. What do we sing when we're children? What little song do we sing? Something about God's word? Something about the Bible tells me so? How do I know? The Bible tells me so. You know, for some of us, maybe we've been saved a long, long time. We need to remember that song again and realize that if we're going to bring light to our world, if we're going to bring Jesus to people who desperately need him, one of the great ways to do that is to allow the light of God's word to be shining brightly in our hearts and in our lives. Can you do me a favor? Let's bow our heads and let's close our eyes. Let's close. Oh, God. God, you're so good. And God, I thank you that you have given us your word. Jesus, I love the scripture where you say, heaven and earth will pass away, but my word will never pass away. God, every time we get into your word, it's, it's just, it just can be so powerful. It can be so life-giving and life-changing. And Father, I just pray that for each and every one of us, we'd have a new hunger for your word. Not, not a hunger that says, I got to check a box, but a hunger that says, you know what? I just want to be in God's word. I want to allow it to change me and transform me. I want to allow it to guide me. It's perfect so we can trust it to guide us. We can trust it 
and know that if we, as we take steps with it in front of us, that it'll guide our path and lead us where we need to go. God, there's so many of individuals in our world that are walking in darkness. And God, today I pray that you would just help us to once again desire the light of your word in our lives. And God, here's the deal. None of us do this perfectly. You know that. And, and, and you're not throwing rocks at us and neither am I because I miss days too. I'm not perfect in this, God. But God, I do pray that you will help us to do better. I do pray that you would just put a burning desire in our hearts for more of you. More of you. And allow that to come in many, many different forms, but obviously one would be through your word. God, you're so good. You're so good. And we thank you that you love us so much that you have given us the word of God to lead us and to help us and to guide us. Thank you, Jesus. We love you and we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Man. So listen, listen. Starting today, you know, like today. Don't do tomorrow, today. Okay? Get into God's word again. Okay? And listen, this isn't a race. It isn't how quickly you can get through it. Take your time. Look at it. Spend some time. I always hit this question. People ask me all the time. So I'm going to tell you, if I haven't told you, I probably have. Say, Aaron, where do I start? What do I start with? Where do I begin? Listen, start with Mark. Mark's a great book. It's action-packed. It's, it's, it was basically, you know, written out by Mark, but we believe that Peter is the one, you know, big mouth Peter, that, that basically told Mark what to write. And Peter's like, then Jesus did this, and Jesus did that, and then he got this. And, and it's, just, it's just so awesome to see Jesus in this way. Start there. And just allow, listen, don't, don't, don't come to me and say, guess what? I, I read through all of Mark this week. I'll say, you did it wrong. Slow down. Enjoy it. Find out a little bit deeper who Jesus is every day and let it feed your soul. We're, I don't want to get into all that we're going to talk about over this series, but listen, let it, let it transform you again because it's awesome. No matter how much you've read it, no matter how many times you've read it, God can always bring something new through his word that can help transform your life. Okay? It's true. Let it guide you. Awesome? Cool? Awesome. Father, we love you. And again, we thank you for this day. Be with us. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Hope you have an awesome, wonderful week. Uh, for those that are online, hey, we love you. We miss you. We hope we see you soon. For everyone else that's here, we obviously have some potluck to enjoy and a meeting to have. So um, we're going to start moving in that direction. But for everybody else, again, that's online, we love you. Have a great week, and we'll talk to you soon.